So what this tells you is I absolutely have no idea what I'm talking about at all. Officially middle-aged as I welcome you to the episode number 40 of the Promo Upfront podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, the Colonel of Change, the General of New Gigs, the Captain of Career Shifts, the one and only <laughs> Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the heck are you? I am doing really well, actually. The uh, it, Again, we talk about all the time, the weather does affect my mood more than I'd like to admit, and the weather has been great. I've been outside. I am enjoying that. And actually, at least from our perspective, we started a little slow uh, in 2021. Not terrible, but just not up, and the business seems mm -hmm. to be picking up too. So good. good weather, good business, happy Kirby. So how about you, Bill? We all love happy Kirby. <laughs> uh, things are great. It's beautiful here. It, you know, it's it's spring is definitely in the air and it just feels excellent. But you know what else is excellent, Kirby? What's up, Bill? We are good pals over at Jay Charles. That's right. You know, we've talked in the past. Um, they're a good sponsor of the show. We've talked in the past how important it is to recognize excellence. Mm. And really, there's no company better poised in the industry, not only to help organizations recognize excellence, That's but exhibit it as well. And so one of the things is the economy is new, right? It's still, we're coming out of COVID, um, but it's more important than ever uh, to, to realize ex excellence in the workplace is recognized, rewarded, and exhibited. And that's really going to help you attract and retain the right employees, right? Yeah. And I, I tell you what, Bill, one of the things that it's funny when you start talking to business owners, one of their challenges um, that you, they talk about all the time is attracting and retaining yeah. talent, right? It is exactly. like, and, and I think, Though we all know it, it goes back to that, I, you know, what you know and what you do. Um, mm -hmm. I, we don't always do a great job. And, no. uh, you know, but but when you get something, yeah. it does remind right. you, it builds you up. And I think we need to do more of that. Right. It's so easy to feel disconnected. And that's where thoughtful, elegant, and memorable merchandise from Jay Charles comes in. You know, the big question out there when people talk about recognizing their employees, do I give a gift card or yeah. do I give some physical manifestation of my appreciation? Mm -hmm. And here's what I would tell you. No one frames a gift card. No one keeps a <laughs> gift card. No one remembers what the gift card was used for. But you have that I love me shelf, which you, you have right over there. You have something like that. It allows you to kind of look back on that. And it immediately transforms you back to that moment where you were recognized for being excellent. And that's why we talk about how important it is not only to recognize excellence, but exhibit it. So if you want to learn more, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you? Right. Head over to jcharles.com. They're going to learn how they can help you and your clients exhibit that excellence and, and really create some powerful, powerful employee engagement within your organization. You will yeah. not be sorry you did. You will not be sorry you did. I, I, and I, I love what you said, that nobody frames a gift card. The other thing is nobody remembers a gift card. Nobody remembers yeah. what it was for. No. That's but when you talk about the physical manifestation of it, like each yep. one of these awards back here, I'm like, oh yeah, that was that was a, a cool time in my life. That I again, it, it brings you back, and that's uh, that's a cool feeling. We could even have a whole topic on this, but that's not what the podcast is about. <laughs> but everything you said is accurate. I love the subtle product placement of you drinking what you're drinking with the BBU. We'll get to that, I think. 
All right. So I have the promo upfront portion of the podcast where we always talk about something that's happening in the promotional products industry. Kirby, you he always is. get the short end. You always get the short end of the stick on this. Every week it's your week. There's nothing going on. I get it, and I am an embarrassment of riches. So why don't we talk about big moves in the promotional products industry? So uh, this week. We had two moves. Uh, Dave Saracino, mm-hmm. great guy, true legend in the industry, was at Bic Graphic, now Koozie Group for many, many years. Mm-hmm. He retired last year, has come out of retirement, and will be the vice president of sales at Charles River Apparel, which I think that's a great fit, that he's going to do wonderful things there. Yep. And after after um, Dave had his 35 minutes to enjoy having the entire comp- uh, the entire industry excited for him, Halo comes out and announces that they hired a brand new Western executive vice president, the one and only Paul Bellantone, formerly of PPAI. Huge moves. Yeah, Kirby, I've got thoughts. What say you? You know, I, the, and, and, and Dave, I know a little bit, um, Paul, I know a lot better. I, I think the funny thing about the, the Paul move, um, was good for him, right? Like, first of all, both guys and, and everybody else making moves, but you know, the Paul move was sort of like a, what the, what? It really did, because of course, I mean, those of us who know Paul a little bit, his background is in the association uh, background. And so him moving into a VP of sales position with Halo, one of the biggest uh, in our industry, to me was, it was just, I just kept saying, wow. I mean, when these kind of moves happen, I will occasionally email you Mm. just with like, hey, a link and just go, wow. Right. Um, I didn't even do it because I'm like, oh, we're going to be talking about this for yeah. sure because this yeah. is just a, um, it, and I, the example I would use, there are several people in, in, in my company who are internal employees who do not keep their, their, uh, the pulse of the industry. They are, they're right. not promo pulse people, even though mm-hmm. they should be right? right. And when I said, Hey, Paul Bellantone went to Halo, everybody was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. That, that was just a big deal. I think across, across the industry. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when I look at both and, and, and I'm trying, I'm going to just be very candid with my thoughts. I thought the Dave Saraceno move, I thought, wow, what a great move for Dave. Yeah. Um, probably ready for a new challenge. He retired nine months off, a year off or whatever. I think it's great for him to come back in, in, in slightly different, you know, not hard goods. It's a different area of yeah. the industry in terms of apparel. The one with Paul, I think, is a really interesting move. And honestly, I can't make heads or tails of it, whether I love it or I don't. I'll yeah. be honest with you. I love it. I love it for Halo. I think they got a great human being. Yeah. I love it for Paul because clearly that's something he would like to do. He'd like to stay in the industry. So I think that's a wonderful thing that he wants to you know, remain in this industry. Yes. I was surprised he didn't continue on in the association world a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know Paul well, as, as, just like you said, you do. And um, I think it's going to be a very interesting fit for Paul and an interesting career shift for Paul. You know, you look at Dave Saraceno, he can apply a lot of the same skills he had and displayed at BIC to um, Charles River, River Apparel, I think a lot of things that made Paul successful in PPAI will also help him be successful in Halo. But I think there's a bigger learning curve there. Mm-hmm. And I, I I applaud both organization, both Paul and Halo for taking a risk. It's a yeah. risk. I mean, let's be honest. It's a risk. I, I, I think the jury's out what that will end up being. I think it's going to end up being pretty cool for both of them. 
but I think it's going to be, it's not going to be the easiest road. It's not going to be the, the smooth sailing. I think a lot of people think it will be. Yeah, actually, you know, I think we talked about this in my building. It's like Paul's history is not selling pens, selling no. t-shirts, right? And so I think in my mind, it has to do with how um, the, the management team at Halo utilizes Paul's skills. It, Absolutely. Like in, in my mind, it reminds me a little bit of when Dana Zezo went to Imagine Brands. It's like, oh, okay, because he can do vendor relations and he has, right. if you can plug Paul into situations where it's leadership, it is vendor relations, it is, you know, that sort of thing, then I think it makes sense. Yeah. Um, it is like, but you've got, Halo's got some of the best, most, the brightest sales minds in the industry. Giving them sales advice is going to be tough. Yeah. Well, and you know, they've been, Halo's been very focused on acquiring really cool companies and yeah. now they're really acquiring talent. I mean, you know, yeah. so I, I think, you know, Paul has a talent. Let's be yes. honest. Paul has a gift. He's got a gift of, of, of persuasion. He is one of those people when he walks into a room uh, he lights it up, but he also, when he's speaking to you, you are the most important person in the room. And that is a very rare gift. So they will find the right exact role for him. I'm, I'm sure they've have it mapped out just because I don't know what the job right, description right. is. doesn't mean it's not uh, there. Um, I just think it's a very interesting move. I, I in a million years, I, I, I was as dumbfounded by the Halo hiring Paul Bellantone as I was when I you know, worked, I worked at Halo. We both know that. And I worked through the bankruptcy. I thought that once Halo emerged from the bankruptcy, Mark Simon would move on to other things and help other companies in distress find their way because he was so gifted and good at that at Halo. And yet he stayed at Halo, surprising me and has done a tremendous job there. So what this tells you is I absolutely have no idea what I'm talking about at all. But yeah, bottom yeah. line, much, to, much, yeah, much success to both individuals, much success to both companies, bold moves by both companies, bold risks by both individuals. And I think it's awesome. It's good conversation. And I think good people land at good companies. And so bravo to everybody. Yeah, I agree. I thought the other part that I thought of, Bill, and I think you'll appreciate this, is understanding that Paul, you know, Paul is the president or was the president of PPAI, but he had a board to answer to. And the president of his board early on, I think, was Mark Simon. And yes, so those two correct. had worked together oh, at a very high level, right? Yeah. And so I was like, well, I, I was talking to my wife about it. I was like, well, they must have had a good relationship. Well, and, and so they know what they're dealing with, each of them. And remember, Paul has a skill set that I don't know who has that at Halo. Yeah, okay. Just like Dave Saraceno has a skill set. I don't know they had at Charles River. And so, right. again, I think it's uh, definitely made it easy for me this week. So, Kirby, yeah. <laughs> got another topic for us? Yeah. So, I, I'm trying to debate on how to go here, but I think I'm just going to okay. jump right in. This is going to be jump a little in. bit. So, I feel like we are living in a an interesting time where it, the other day I actually said on Twitter, please stop telling me who to boycott every single day. Um, with each passing day, I do feel like the, the cancel culture concept is starting to overrun us a little bit. Uh, we've, we've lost, and I don't know if it's because everybody's been, um, kind of quarantined and have been home and you get to see social media 24 hours a day and all that sort of thing. But man, oh man, every day there's a new thing that we are all supposed to be offended by and it is killing yeah. sense of humor. It is killing our culture to a degree. And, and the thing that you know how I feel about this, like mm -hmm. if everything's offensive, mm -hmm. 
then nothing is offensive. You're, you're starting to lose sight of what really, there are challenging issues. And if we're always offended by everything, we got to get over it. And so it's a quick rant, but I sort of wanted your take on it. Yeah, you know, you just got me hot under the the uh, conversation collar because you've and I've had a conversation about this offline. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I am over it. Um, last week uh, I was traveling and happened to play a little joke on my business partner Kelsey Cunningham and held a sign up at the airport uh, that said, "You know, welcome back from rehab, Kelsey. Third time's the charm. We hope." And I held that up in the airport. And everybody, almost to a person, thought that was hilarious, funny. It wasn't designed to offend anybody. It was designed to embarrass Kelsey. And it worked. It was just <laughs> having a good time. I don't see my business partner but three or four times a year. So right. I thought it was funny. And I got a little bit of a, a very judgy uh, 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 text from someone saying that I need to be, and, and look, everybody's entitled, I will say this, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And it didn't irritate me until, you know, it basically said, uh, you know, you really shouldn't have done that. There are people struggling with addiction and mental health issues, and that hits very close to home. Okay, that's fine. I understand that. That's fine. But then I was told to do better. Um, when someone tells another person to do better, they're immediately putting themselves as the moral authority <laughs> to decide what is better and what's not. And then the same person referenced the, the joke in a derogatory way in a post on Facebook or a comment on Facebook. And I had a little bit of back and forth with this person. And, and what bothers me about things like this and what you're talking about, you know, there, there's someone's always going to be put out. If I talk about um, how I ruptured my Achilles and I'm so happy that I was able to, uh, rehab and walk again there's going to be someone that says you shouldn't bring that up you know there's some people who never recover from their achilles <laughs> you will find that person yeah, yeah and and so yeah it drives me nuts and I, i'm i'm really over it and i don't i don't like people telling me to do better right um especially people who don't know my life and know that my life has been touched by addiction in my family and kelsey's family has been touched by people with addiction friends and things like that um my sister and he, he went off on mental this person went off on mental health issues i would recommend people stop judging so quickly without realizing what other people know if you're offended by it you know it's okay to be offended quietly <laughs> well and i guess the other piece is just gosh not every word not every, like, it's like we're actively looking for every word. Like the idea that we're now, you know, canceling Lincoln and we're canceling yeah. this and we're canceling that. Like not everything could be canceled. There are, as I actually saw a clip on uh, former President Obama talking about this. And he, he said, he was speaking to a college group, a yep. group of college kids. And he said, you know, the people who you love and are doing good work in the world have flaws. Yes. Right. And the people who you are actively fighting against mm -hmm. might love their kids. Like it is, it's more gray than black and white. And we're trying yes. to make everything, you know, so homogenous. God, note, note to culture, get over yourself, like yeah. well, have a sense of humor.
and I will say this, I hate the phrase cancel culture just because it tends to, now it starts becoming a political discussion. What I hate, so I don't even use that phrase because it tends to skew people thinking it's one political way or another. Sure. I agree with you 100%. Stop being offended by everything. And if you are offended, it's fine if you want to address that privately with a person. Don't do it publicly. And don't be judgy. Don't tell someone to do better. Like you're, again, the moral authority that tells everybody to do better. And again, this is someone I really like, I really respect. It doesn't affect my friendship with this person. But in the moment, yeah, it pissed me off. And you know what? It, it still does. That's why I'm a little hot about it. So I am 100% in agreement with you. I think if you go looking for things to be offended by, you're going to find them. It, uh, a, it comes back to the glass houses saying no the, question. You know what I mean? That's what it's like, gosh, if you start doing that, somebody's going to start looking at your life the same way. And it's like, oh man, we all do things that maybe we don't want to be out in the if, public. Well, here's the thing. If you look for joy, you find it. If you look to be pissed off, you yes. find it. And if you look for promotional products, you look at <laughs> Kirby's desk because Kirby's about to wow us with a fabulous promotional product. That's just going to make us all go, huh? I didn't know I could do that. That's right. I'm excited about this. Let's go. So this is. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Bright light. Yes. Bright yeah. light. FL 176 from Starline. It's a wave Hold sensor. For, yeah. For those of you not watching, Kirby has got a ginormously small but powerful uh, coal miner's headlamp on his forehead and he's blinding me. It is really impressive, isn't it? Yeah, it so is. so it's a wave sensor. It's got to be LED light. It is. And so you notice I just dimmed it down with one yeah. click. And then if you're running down the street and you want to make sure people see oh. you. Or if you want to give your, your <laughs> podcast partner epilepsy. Yeah, it just kind of goes back and forth. So yeah, this is kind of cool. So if you're going to be out and about, and uh, this is, I don't know, I thought this was a really cool piece from Starline. And yeah, it's about 20 bucks. So very nice. nice. You know, it would have been cool had you used that dimmer effect right at the outset that would have been cool <laughs> all right kirby let's talk about something else so okay. this is kind of going to be interesting i think based on the context of our previous conversation so april fool's day was last week and um there were some jokes there's always jokes right and and some people take them too far some people don't so the one that i really want to focus on is sure. what numo did with calendar group and so, you know, I, I don't have you, you've seen this, correct? I, yes. I haven't listened to the full okay. podcast, but I, I haven't listened got to the, the podcast. Concept. Yep. So, but I, I listened to some of the podcasts. So basically what they did for those of you who don't know, Numo Manufacturing, a very creative outfit. You've yeah. got Jim Martin, you've got Melissa McCauley. They do fabulously creative things. They decided as an April Fool's joke to quote unquote rebrand as the calendar group with a K They've wrote a press release. They developed a little website. They had a new logo, which was very similar to the Koozie Group. And it was clearly a shot at one of their direct competitors. Now, they took it to so far is that there, it was really hard to tell if they were kidding or not if you yeah. read the press release. In fact, to the, in fact, to the point where ASI posted it for a couple of hours until someone, a couple of people said, hey, you're being irresponsible. That's, that's not real. Did they take that joke too far, Kirby, or am I being part of, am I being an old curmudgeon here? <laughs> um, so, and I'm happy to answer my own question. Yeah, no. So I, so I go for, for years and I want to be super clear. I historically don't like April fool's jokes and it's mm -hmm. probably because I've been a, a, a gullible idiot for much of my life. And so 
I don't, I don't find them particularly funny, whatever. And right. I think maybe it's just because I, in, in our culture today, I can't tell you what is real and what's not. And right. I'm not offended by them by any stretch of imagination, right. but it, I just don't find them particularly funny. Right. But, um, so, and so I'm kind of on high alert mm-hmm. <laughs> when I know it's April 1st. Sure. <laughs> like, sure. And so when I saw it, honestly, my initial reaction, it was so well done. Yes. That I was like, what? I, 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 okay, is it or is it yeah. not or is it? And honestly, what tipped me over the edge was when I heard some of the comments from the podcast. Okay, and it, there were a bunch of clues, right? Yeah. Uh, that the podcast was released on April first. All this stuff happened. I was mm-hmm. like, man, that is some coordination. Very impressive. Right. Uh, but when they, some of the comments about um, uh, standing, you know, not trying to stand out, but yeah. to do everything to, and yeah. do, yeah, and obviously. Yes, taking shots at competitors, but taking shots at our industry, really. They're, like that is yeah. a, it's a me too industry. Yeah. I, and I so don't. my take would be, no, I don't think they took it too far. I okay. do think they need to be really careful that people don't think that Numo's gone. They did such yeah. a good job of it that I'm like, no. okay. And, and, and I didn't want to ask. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think there are going to be people who can't find them. Because so, of the the way I'm it went gonna down. push, I want to push back a little bit. First of all, be very clear: super creative, yeah, and in super well done. They they are, you know, Jim Martin, Melissa Bacali team. They do such a great job. Yeah. But when it's hard for a news organization that is stretched thin because of personnel and COVID layoffs, things like that, where they don't have time to read and click on every, and they, you click on the link, you click on the website, they had a whole website. It was almost to the point, it was so well done. I Like you, you're almost shocked it's not real. Right. And so you end up, and I know the name of the day is April Fool's Day, but I'm not sure it's a great idea to make organizations that publish the news look foolish. Right. And so I, I think, the, and I also, I'm not sure it's great. I think jabbing at our industry, awesome. Jabbing at the fact that it is a Me Too industry, the fact that uh, we are so resistant to change. I love all that aspect. When you're specifically targeting not only a specific company in the industry, but your direct competitor, I think that crosses a line of, man, I don't ever want to piss them off. Because, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, to me, that went just a, doesn't mean it wasn't funny, doesn't mean it wasn't creative, doesn't mean they shouldn't have done it. I think, I think you could do accomplish the same thing without really going after a company that is a little under uh, a barrage of attacks because no one likes their new name in Koozie Group. <laughs> you, you go to the promotional products professionals page or six posts a day about customer service. They're under attack as is. Do you really want to step on them while they're down? Is that, and maybe you do, maybe that was the goal. I don't know. Yeah. I don't work at Numo or calendar group, <laughs> I, but I thought, I thought it was well done. It was certainly well coordinated. Um, I will say this. And I expect maybe I don't love uh, common skews involvement with it at all. Hmm, okay. That's where it crossed the biggest line for me. Hmm. Now you've got another respected organization complicit in this, having a conversation with com- the skew cast afterwards talking about, man, how did that happen? Hmm. When you have it on the day, it sounds like it's a news event. I mean, everything went too well. maybe that's it is it okay a couple things and i think you can you can say to to make your point by making this point both numo 
and uh, common skew are so yeah. well respected yeah. that it, it, when, when it comes out of anybody that, like their mouth and, and to yeah. your point, I mean, they had a website, they had press releases, they, they did such a good job that it's almost like a backhanded uh, compliment to say, okay, if you're going to do an April Fool's joke, make it shittier so we know <laughs> that it's a joke. May, there's got to be some Easter eggs in there. So it is obvious it was a joke and you had to go pretty deep. I didn't get the jokey part of it until I listened to half that skew cast, right. to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so I, again, I think, I think involving, I think when you get other companies involved, like sending a press release to ASI, there's no reason to do that. Sending a press release about that doesn't make sense to me. But right. again, I'm probably I'm sure I'm going to get barbecued and I'm going to be called an old. <laughs> I do think it was incredibly well done. I in, in in I, but anyway, I'm sure I'm going to be barbecued. Kirby, I do. I, I love the juxtaposition of us saying that we should not be offended by it. Oh, good. <laughs> I wasn't offended. Yeah, I yeah. think it's bad business. Yeah. I think it puts you in a negative light. Right. I don't think it's. I, I don't. I'm not offended. I wasn't offended by it. Yeah, now, yeah. if I worked at Koozie Group. I'd be offended by it. I don't work there either. Fair enough. Fair no, enough. No, but I thought it was an interesting juxtaposition. Again, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. I just think, absolutely. I think you involve people inadvertently that didn't want to be part of the joke. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Got one more topic before you uh, give me a game? Yeah, I'm. I, I'm really excited about the game. Actually. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, so. Boy. All right, so this would be a quick one, I think. Okay. Um, so we're at the end of the first quarter into yep. April now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm curious to know, I mean, obviously we, both of us have talked about goals quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, you know, I set sort of quarterly goals this mm -hmm. time. I'm curious at this time of year, do you generally go back over where you are, even if it's annual? I know you don't go big into annual yeah. goals, but is this a time of year that you analyze how you're doing against them? Or, uh, mm -hmm. and, and I, if so, how you doing? And if you want, I can share how I'm doing. Yeah, um, absolutely. No, I do. I, I think, you know, the, the quarter poll of the uh, the race uh, for the year is a good good time to look at that. I, I generally look at monthly goals too, where we at. And I look at, you know, both revenue goals, profitability, and then also look at activity goals. You know, how many, how many proposals are we sending out? How many are we closing? Those type of things. And um, knock, on, knock on wood, ahead of where I thought we'd be. Right. Ahead of where I expected to be. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's very funny. I was on, uh, I was recorded earlier today, the uh, uh, Social uh, Insiders podcast with uh, Melissa Newman and right. Vin Driscoll over at AS, ASI. And we were talking about, you know, inbound marketing. And we've been very fortunate that our inbound marketing, which I consider content marketing to be a big part of that, right. has been very, very uh, helpful for us. So it's yeah. been fantastic. So I have no complaints over here at Brand of Eight. Kirby, how about over there at Hossman Marketing Communications for people? <laughs> for people. Uh, no, yeah. you know, I think it's a, what I did this time was I actually set um, quarterly goals. I based it on the book, The 12 Week Year. Um, I actually posted them on my blog, what they were gonna be. Um, and so, it, uh, super quick, run 150 miles in, by March 31st. I did that. Um, I do, it, it's a run, but I do two miles every every morning on the treadmill, so you can get yeah. there. Uh, 6,000 pushups by March 31st. That sounds like a million, but it's really not because it's just 100 each, each day for most of the days. Write a blog post each day. So that's where I failed. Um, I did about a month of that and then I backed off and then I backed off. Um, 
it's, it's, but I, you know, this about me, I grade myself like a, so I probably got a 70% on that. Um, 60% most people. Yeah. Well, and I think that's one of the reasons I'm comfortable setting, setting ridiculous goals. Yeah. Cause I'm like, had I set a goal to write one a week, I wouldn't have written nearly as many. And so, no, you know what not. I mean? Like, so, um, launch a new coaching business that's on, uh, it's ongoing, listen to 10 books, mm -hmm. done that. Um, and so for the most part, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but I was, I did okay. I failed on a mm -hmm. couple, um, you know, buy a hot tub was one of them and I didn't, didn't do that. One. But that's not, that, see, I don't look at not achieving a goal as a failure. It's right. a learning experience. Totally. So you learned what, and you'll hit it well, next time. You'll get the hot tub the next time. Or, and, and I think this is what happened mm -hmm. for me is by about, by March, I started, I was looking at these, but I started actively yeah. look going, okay. I have another project I want to chase. And yeah. so I'm going to forsake a couple of these because I want to do this. So and that's I think that's a, important. Yeah. That's not a failure, right? Not a failure at all. Yeah. And you yeah. know what else isn't going to be a failure, Kirby? This, this long anticipated little game you got for us. Kirby. Yeah. I'm excited. You yeah. said it's either going to be a dumpster fire or, or amazing. <laughs> yeah. Or both. Or both. <laughs> Let's um, do so, it. Okay. So it's going to be a version of fill in the blank. Okay? okay. So fill in the blank. And one of the things about you is you have lived all over this great country of ours. You've been in yeah. Chicago, New York, Nashville, Texas, any place mm -hmm. else? That'll be, that'll do it. But that's a, that's a big cross section, right? It's a big cross section. So I was trying to think about sayings, things that mm. people say, okay. and you know, like that, you know, if you know those sayings, some of them are okay. colloquial, all that sort of thing. Okay. So I have a big list of them. We'll go through them fairly quickly. It. I'll do and, rapid fire. I will not explain this time. Well, but if, if, if you want to jump in, that's fine, but just there's several. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you the beginning. Okay. And you fill in the end if you can. I look forward to that, Kirby. Okay. We're going to start with an easy one. Okay. Let's do it. The best thing since sliced bread. Very good. Very good. Right. We start with, start with an easy one. Okay. Two peas in a pod. Fantastic. Okay. Ready? Oh, I'm ready. If the good Lord's willing and able. The creek don't rise. What? Huh? Good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. I, that's made up. I've never heard that. No, it's actually, so uh, that's actually, you think it's about like a creek, like a creek, like mm -hmm. a body of water. It's actually not. Mm -hmm. It was based on uh, the uh, creek Indians rising okay. up. <laughs> so yeah, it actually is a thing. Good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Okie dokie. A bird in the hand is? Worth two in the bush. Very good. Very good. You're doing great. A friend in need is, is a friend indeed. Very good. I, that was one I was struggling with. I, I, was <clears throat> okay. A, a rising tide lifts all Kirby's boats. <laughs> Fantastic. You're killing it. You're killing it. Um, okay. This will be a good one. A woman needs a man like a. <laughs> um, pass. <laughs> I'm, I'm so fascinated to hear if people are playing along. So the saying goes, a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. Okay, that's that's kind of the direction I was going to go. I'm not sure it would have been that eloquent. But let's move on, Kirby. <laughs> okay, an apple a day. Keeps the doctor away. Very good, very good. Like today, you had a busy day. You were mm -hmm. as busy as? A beaver. Okay, that's, that's judges will accept that. I was going with one armed pa paper hanger. Okay. Okay. All right. If it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Right. Okay. 
This is the next one's one of my favorites. Okay. They're so poor. They ain't got a pot to piss in a pot to piss in. I did not know if you were going to get that. You are killing this game. I don't know about that, but thank you. Yeah. A penny saved is a penny earned Benjamin Franklin. Very good. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Dude. Okay. Yes. I told you you're, you're killing this. I got one more, (laughs) one more beauty is only skin deep, but ugly goes all the way to the core. It goes clear to the bone. So that's close. Very I, I good. Get, no, yeah. All the way to the core is good, yeah, right? That's really good. You did a great job, man. That was well, fun. I appreciate that. That I feel like I did excellent there. Yeah, you did. And, and to be honest with you, this was fun for me to go through because I didn't pick all of the weirdest ones. I was trying to make them so that it wouldn't be too crazy. But that was I actually you fun did for great. me. I, I still <laughs> judge the whole Creek Indian thing, but that's it. We'll we'll talk about that yeah, offline. Good Lord willing and the but, creek don't rise. Yeah, that makes no sense. But if the good Lord's willing, you'll be rewarded and appreciated and excited because you're going to have your excellence exhibited by the good folks over at J. Charles. We talked about that earlier. You know, again, distributors, when you, your clients are looking to really engage their employees, show them they're appreciated and they bring up gift cards and they say, our employees want gift cards. You know what? They don't because they're going to use that gift card. They're going to go go to Chili's and get some chicken tenders. And then they're never going to remember why they even earned that gift card in the first place. Give them something that matters. Give them something of substance. Give them a way to exhibit their excellence, not only for today, but for the rest of their days. And you want to learn more how to do that, head over to jcharles.com. You're not going to be Sorry, you did. Kirby, I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the conversations. I'm not going to enjoy the chewing I'm going to get when people listen to this podcast, but que sera, sera.